well <laughs> uh if you're listening to these in order that last one was a doozy wasn't it um as you can hear it was a doozy for me too um I I don't really have much more to say than what I've said just know that I have been navigating those same feelings over and over and over again um it's been about two to three weeks since I did that last recording and the story unfolds the plot thickens things continue to just be poured like 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 just pouring out of me and like everything is bubbling up in a way and it's just like I'm still so very much split in this duality of like it was the best of times it was the worst of times like I could go so microscopically deep about this mother thing and I will but I'll be doing it on Patreon please stay tuned and but I could also keep it so surface and say she was a bad mom like bad I don't even know if bad is bad like what she was <sighs> manipulative just my sister says it best she's never compromised for us not one day of our lives Whatever she wanted to do, she did it. And that often meant we were left at the hands of pedophiles, molesters, or left alone for ungodly, you know, the things, the things. But that's just my story. I can't speak for my siblings too much. Um, but, you know, something beautiful that has continued to blossom out of this experience is all the things that I can say out loud now and kind of just accept and and put on my Trello board of things to work through like uh shit fuck a Patreon can y'all give me some free better help sessions because shit um I you know I had to say out loud like not even had to like I just I just you know I've never fucking seen the little mermaid I've never seen the little mermaid and it took it took thank you Beyonce it took that Disney trailer of Halle Bailey and the minute it started like I just I smiled uncontrollably and I like I I didn't even burst into tears they just kind of happened and it's because people keep saying wow look at this representation for all these young girls all these young girls coming up and they didn't get the white blue eye redhead Ariel I'm 35 years old and I never got that Ariel either. And it's like, I'm so good at just 
communicating <laughs> ironically enough some would say other but like I'm so good at communicating that like my context clues are impeccable and it's like my whole life like I could say yeah under the sea and <laughs> Sebastian and I think Sebastian is th- like it's fly I, I, <laughs> I don't I don't know the songs I don't know I don't know how it ends I don't know all I can remotely know is that the movie Splash, which I have seen, you know, is a in the family of depiction of it. But I don't know the differences. I don't know. I don't know. And it's like I get to fucking go see it with it being a black girl who I already love. And, and I get to just be. I get to heal young Chloe in every conversation. Because you know what? If I didn't see The Little Mermaid, you could probably go out on a limb and know that I've never seen Sleeping Beauty or like I've never seen Cinderella. That's her name. You know, thank God Beauty and the Beast came out back when my grandmother had cable vision and I caught that shit on Disney. Thank God Beauty and the Beast slid through. Oh my God, thank God. That's why everybody's like, what's your favorite? It's hands down Beauty and the Beast because that's the only one I've ever fucking seen from a little girl's perspective, you know? And even looking at that, I can look back and say, I aligned with the Beast and I wonder why. I looked more like the Beast, you know? My hair was never quite done. I was always hiding in some room, locked away somewhere, scared to show myself. But I'm Belle, bitch. Like, I'm Belle, and I get to be Belle because I get to say this out loud. And the, 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 the pain, the pain, the pain that comes with realizing that you did not exist. Ghost, one of my favorite movies is because that's how, nigga, I've been Patrick Swayze in my way through this life. I've been a spectator. I've been a researcher and a gatherer. And it's just like, now I get to sit in my life, not just recount stories like facts. You know, I get to say out loud. That's why Whitney Houston was my real life Cinderella because she was the only Cinderella that I knew you know like and I I, this episode is because I wanted to kind of talk about something that is oddly being community guideline ruled on my on my TikTok um, which you should follow me on it's conversations with Chloe I'll link it in the notes if I remember to do so Um, but the fact that like my whole life like i've had to i i i had to i I don't even want to say i thought i had to like lie by omission i had to lie by just flat out lying because it's you would not believe how many times 
these stories come up in 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 every day every day like within a year i'm definitely gonna hear have a conversation topic around cinderella or like it somehow that disney princess or the new ones the new ones like spark conversation about the old ones and all this meme culture and like people bringing it up as much as possible and spoofing it like i still have to kind of just you know i up until now when i can actually equate it with my truth with my person i sat in those conversations and everybody just assumed that we all had that starting base everybody's assumption is that you're a little girl black white and different in the u.s of a i can only speak for what i've experienced that you have seen these things you have gotten to play with these toys you have gotten to dress up as these characters growing up I always dressed like a dead person because my family owned a funeral home and I spent most of my life like my girl but it did not look like that that's another topic for another day but the things I've seen as a little girl was not fucking sleeping beauty you want to hear that It was gang members murdered, mutilated. It was newborns, you know? It was, I saw some shit, okay? I've seen some shit, and I say all that to say, like, I dressed up like dead people. I dressed up like grotesque monsters and zombies and the werewolf of Michael Jackson to the best of my ability, and it's usually because my hair is already over my head, and that's just one piece of costume you don't have to add. Get real creative with glue and markers when you, you <laughs> your mother doesn't fucking give a damn that you're just a little kid who wants candy like everybody else. So the fact that I said that there has been many of experiences where I've been in conversations about these uh, femininity defining storybook romance c- cultivating narratives I've been in many moments where people talk to me under the assumption that I lived a similar life and on TikTok today I talked about this one this one instance when I was on the phone with a, a, a friend at the time and they spent a lot of time with their parent like they spent a lot of time with their mother uh, she I don't want to confuse things because this is a queer podcast she spends a a lot of time with her mother like even before the pandemic but since the pandemic like they are like best friends they hang out they hang out they hang out they hang out she's always on her way to her house from her house somewhere with her like they are bosom buddies and one time like I asked her I was like so you be with your mom all day right she's like yeah and I was like what do y'all talk about and she was like you know normal mother daughter stuff and I, I, that same, I guess she, I couldn't do it fast enough to, to fake it. Like, oh yeah, that stuff. Like, but like I, the look on my face and like just some of the previous conversations I had let her in on about like my molestations and things like that. She was like, oh wait. And she knows, she knows my mom. Like if anybody has ever met this person, you know, she's shown you who she is. Like you, it's she yes um and she was like 
you've never had a normal mother-daughter conversation. And um, it's, it's things like that that's helping me make my decision to be done with that person who gave birth with me, with me, yeah, with me, gave birth to me. I don't know what a normal mother-daughter conversation is. I don't know. I have no idea. Like, do y'all, like, I, and I know normal is subjectable. You get what I'm fucking saying. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever had a real conversation. I don't. I've never had a conversation that was about me with my mother. And I was having, an, I've been having the same conversation about just like all these things they just tell you to do and you're just supposed to do them under the assumption that you have a base understanding for it. My most aggressive one of those is love yourself. And I'm just like, where in the fuck would I have ever picked up a, like, I was a student. I, the only place where I could shine was school. School, 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 school. So, like, nigga, I know, I know everything we went over in class. I remember 99.9% of none of that shit, but I guarantee you if we would have talked about love, it would have stuck out because I've never known what the fuck it is. Like, nigga, I didn't have any context clues from anybody who I could physically touch. I learned love from the Cosby show, sore subject. I learned love from fucking New Jack City. I learned that kind of love. I learned love like the love that looked like my love, the love like the love that I wanted. I learned from this movie book. Women of Brewster Place. That's the kind of love I saw. And it was two lesbian women who were of the same age and caliber and their hues were different. And they were women. It didn't. There was no stud femme. They were just two grown women who moved into a neighborhood and just wanted to settle in love on themselves. And in that, one of them, spoiler alert, is brutally assaulted because she's nothing as a lesbian. So I saw that kind of love. Can't wait to come out of any closet there. And then I saw what's love got to do with it, love. Hot damn. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. And you know my favorite love? Mm -hmm. Mm. The many loves (laughs) of the color purple. So that's where I picked up my narratives about love. It should be a little bit abusive, a lot of bit of secret, a uh, hell of a lot of um, abuse and mutilation, and but it should look good, a la the Cosby's. Um, <laughs> when they say representation matters, representation matters, but without context and some meat behind it. You are left to some what the fuck experiences. I tell you what, well, I've been. Um, I don't think I say it enough, but TV raised me. TV, which is why TV raised me. Music saved me, but TV raised me. So in in my growing up, there wasn't a lot of shows about positive love. Like... 
like so like learning love or seeing love in these intimate ways that is portrayed now and like and having to you know actually just grown up and kind of experiencing some of this shit like when they say love yourself it's insulting to somebody who genuinely doesn't know how right like I had a recent conversation with somebody who's like how the fuck would I know how to wipe my own ass I know for a fact my mother didn't teach me like think of if the, like I just want to almost just put it out there so it's not obvious that I have to go through every piece of this trauma but like if I didn't get to hear about Snow White like what do you think the period conversation was like thank God for Margaret and me hiding in the library my whole life because I was scared of the neighborhood I was in I fucking went from Mr. Mr. Clark to Mr. Clark nigga like I've been through some shit boy Hiding in the library reading period books of little white girls with knock knees on them, but hey, close enough. But, um, that's the shit I've been dealing with. Like, that's the shit that's going on, and it's just like it doesn't stop. And on top of that, I'm still fucking slam dunking my actual fucking maturity my adult life my confrontation skills like my my career like i'm saying things i'm getting things i'm earning things i'm i'm i ain't quite there yet but ooh, when i say i'm much improved like it was the best of times it was the fucking worst of times like what the fuck like what the fuck is this and at the same time i'm so grateful because i can feel it all So on that TikTok, I said, please be mindful of the things you assume that people have experienced, especially if you know that they come from an abused background. Because some of us don't know what normal anything talk is. And I bet you I'm not the only person who's kind of hiding the shame of never having seen these childhood movies and I hope I'm the one who inspires us all to dress up I'm going to dress up for the little mermaid luckily it's going to be a black culture uh, phenomenon anyway and it's going to happen anyway but when I tell you I was going to do it either way I'm about to stay in this movie I watched the trailer more than I would like to admit uh slight exaggeration but kind of not um I'm out here healing little Chloe and I'm trying to just breathe through it like I started doing yoga and right now I'm still focusing on getting it right which working on it in therapy um but um my life is uh <laughs> a fucking Langston Hughes poem right now <laughs> but in the words of one of the best theme songs ever, I'm a survivor. When I tell <laughs> who I am is who I want to be. What she say? A single mom who works two jobs, who loves the kids and never stop. The gentle hand in the heart of a fighter. I'm a survivor. I fuck with Reba, okay? That show. Hey, man. That's probably one of the most sleeped on, random, middle-aged white people shows out there. Like, if y'all ain't hip to Reba, if it's just not for the theme song alone, like, y'all need to at least get that shit at least two seasons. 
because Reba was a cultural icon. Like, that was a great show. Totally underrated. I'm going to start talking about the shows I like soon in a segment or two, but like, Reba? Yes. Um, and oh, thank you for taking a bath with me. Uh, I went and bought myself some candles because they had single wicks on sale at Bath and Body Works. I worked at a coffee shop today, which felt so cool of me in Brooklyn. And I came home and I would say, I just need to sit. So I'm glad you all came to sit and soak with me on this episode of Insta Queer the Podcast. Until the next one.